Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Barrel Report. As always, I am your host, Adam Johnson, but changing things up a little bit uh, just due to this interview, uh, which was actually one of our very first that we recorded, which I think you'll be able to hear. Uh, It was a tough uh, recording session with so much going on at Barrel House that day. I think you'll hear tours. I think you'll hear construction. Uh, There's even a couple cats involved. So uh, unfortunately, this isn't the the normal uh, recording quality that we would like. But instead of just sitting on it and shelving it, we thought we'd just uh, pump it out there unedited and let you guys enjoy because there is a ton of good information in there from the Barrel House crew on their various projects uh, and with their new Rock Castle uh, release coming out of their bourbon, uh, the latest batch, which I'm hearing great things about. We thought we would just uh, drop this interview in its full form as a way to celebrate uh, that exciting news for those guys. And I think the next time you visit the distillery campus down there, which I think they do a good job of selling, uh, you'll want to check them out, plus all the other things to do down there in that district. So enjoy, everyone. Sorry for any of the sound issues, but we think uh, it was worth you guys checking out. And have a happy holiday season, everybody. See ya. All right, welcome back, everyone. Here I am in Barrel House Distilling Company. I'm joined by the two distilling giants. <laughs> these, these two That's guys nice. are I kind of really in the middle of a lot of stuff. So, uh, hey, I'm Adam Johnson with the KDA. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Jeff Wiseman with Barrel House Distilling Company. I'm Robert Downing with Barrel House Distilling Company. So, I, I know you guys. I know what you do, but I... I honestly don't know your actual job title, so why don't you tell us your actual job titles? I mean, when you got uh, three, four guys here, it's you know, it's it's everything. So, exactly. Um, I think it's well. That's why I like to know your official. Like, what does it say in your business card? Nothing. <laughs> My name. <laughs> yeah, it's somewhat of. Uh, Robert's got a big title, I think. Good. Well, not necessarily. Somewhat amorphous, but uh, business development slash production slash janitor on Tuesdays. So there's a lot of slashes in there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, that is a perfect example of where we film this, or film, tape, in the middle of a working distillery. So this is that's probably your next big liquor barn order. Um, Absolutely. And we, this is why I like actually recording this in the middle. I, when we were up at Second Side, we had visitors coming in. So that's all part of it when we're here in a working distillery. I'm sure we'll hear... The still in the background, since you guys are cooking right now, right? We're cooking. We are also distilling, so we've got a little bit of everything going on right and now. Some construction so you, going on. And some construction. So you might well. hear a little bit. Of, I'm trying to hear on my on my headphones. I think we can hear a little bit of everything, so that's good. But uh, I appreciate you guys taking the time. I know you guys got a lot going on. Sure. But just give us a little bit of history in case someone may not know a lot about uh, Barrel House. How did you guys get started? Give us the rundown. Well, we started in 2008, so I think we were... Not the first, at least one of the first craft distilleries in the state. Um, and it, it started in a conversation that a group of us were down in Florida talking about the how cool it would be back to bring back the history of, pro, of distilling before Prohibition. Um, you know, we were seeing more consolidation in the market and thought it'd be really nice to have a small distillery that, like they had before Prohibition, like a farm-type size distillery, which we'd kind of lost in the state, I think. Had a lot of great big brands, but uh, thought it'd be nice to, to start that back, and um, so we did it in 2008. I think we started that conversation in 2006. So 
So about two years? About two years later, we were up and running and distilling, yeah. And so did you look at any other locations then? We did, actually, yeah. We looked at uh, the old Taylor, uh, just a piece of that down there, you know, and it it was overwhelming at the time. Uh, Matter of fact, they were disassembling some of the... uh, some of the old rick houses down there at the time that we were down there and uh, so we looked at a piece of that i mean obviously a small much smaller piece than what castle and key's doing now but um, looked at some land across the street from it looked in melville so we looked at a lot of different places and then this, this kind of coincided and became available right about the time we were doing it and the chance to be in the old pepper distillery the historic iconic old distillery and being one of their buildings was uh, too good to pass up on so t- give us a little bit uh, more of an idea of where, where we are, Robert, in, in relation to the city. Um, we are on somewhat of, I guess you could say, the western uh, side of downtown. Uh, we're about a, a one mile or so due west of Rupp Arena, so pretty easy to find us around Manchester Street. Um, we're in, in the heart of the, uh, the, the now um, resurgent uh, distillery district and James Pepper campus. Uh, you can find us next to Crank and Boom Ice Cream, um, you know, uh, Ethereal Brewery, Middle Fork Kitchen Bar, Break Room, all that fun stuff. But we actually, uh, as far as the James Pepper uh, complex goes, we're located in their former Barreling House, uh, hence our name, uh, Barrel House Distilling Company. Uh, they would actually pump their new make, uh, their new make spirit into this building, and they'd fill it up into some of those nice uh, brand new charred white American oak barrels before they'd roll it off uh, to some of the different rick houses that were uh, uh, located on site at the time. Um, so uh, right down there in a very historic uh, part of, uh, of Lexington, uh, a lot of that history had been lost throughout the years, but it's, uh, it's really nice to see local entrepreneurs uh, kind of coming together to bring, uh, bring the area back. Yeah, this whole area has just exploded down here. Yeah. I, it, I mean, we just went and got ice cream, you know, full disclosure. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I think what we'll see you guys doing with your new license with Senate 11, that NQ3 license, so give us an update on what I just took you away from. Yeah, we're, uh, we're really excited, Adam, about that. We're uh, obviously super excited about it. It's, uh, so it's going to be on the west end of our building. It'll be in the same building we're in, but on the west end. And we're doing a very intimate uh, type cocktail lounge. Um, so we're going to be serving fine cocktails uh, made with both our spirits. And, and, uh, and we'll also have wine and beer for uh, you know, those people that may be... Who are those people? Who are those, these people, <laughs> these people that, might be heard with, of them. that might be tagging along with... <laughs> I've never met any. <laughs> yeah, somebody. So we have a little bit of limited beer and wine. And, uh, but, and it'll, it'll kind of have the... Uh, uh, a little bit of a lodge, rustic feel to it, but uh, you know, kind of a first class, uh, maybe a first class place from the 19, or, I mean, sorry, from the 1800s in the Old West, or, or maybe even what you'd find in, in, you know, in some parts of Kentucky. So, well, it, so you, if you add this, plus all those places you mentioned, it just seems like this is like the hottest part of town right now in Lexington. I mean, you've got, I mean, not a dive bar, but a... Sure. What would you? I mean, it's a dive like with uh, the break room, which yeah, is awesome. I, 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 call it, I, mean, I call it a comfortable bar. So, like, if I get same thing, know, right? I use been, those words interchangeably. Yeah, if we've been working, <laughs> you know, if we've been working on construction over at our bar, we can go over there the way we are. Yeah, yeah, but you also run into lawyers and you know doctors. And then you got the the upscale uh, middle fork, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and the brewery, and then with and then you uh, got the family oriented Frank uh, and Moon ice cream. Right. So and, and a new uh, Goodfellas Pizza location going in. It's going to be both a 
a nice uh, upscale bar as well as pizza, so that's going to be kind of a family-oriented place probably mm-hmm. early on in the evening. For and dinner. you may have a distillery neighbor as well, right? A, a distillery, distillery neighbor, exactly. A distillery neighbor, the James Pepper uh, 1776 bourbon brand, and then also a music venue, the Burl, that opened up probably three, four weeks ago. Oh, so. really? I haven't even heard about that. Yes, they, uh, they uh, you know, kind of... Uh, taking over um, a lot of that uh, niche that was lost for some of those traveling regional bands and things like that. Um, so they've been running for a few weeks right across Manchester Street. So really... Yeah, they've uh, got live music seven nights a week over there. And, and what's the timeline with um, the construction of that whole town branch uh, development district? Or I, I thought I saw something with uh, getting funding for that with the city. Yeah, actually, federal funding too. We've got four, about fourteen million dollars of federal funding to finish the trail. So, from our standpoint, it'll it'll or the trail will go through along the town branch, which is why all the distilleries were here originally, and with the piece of water that Lexington was founded on. So, it'll go through here and end up downtown. Actually, go all the way through downtown and end up in Isaac Murphy Park on the east end of downtown. So, so that goes fun. by Bluegrass Distillers, doesn't it? Is that the Legacy Trail? No, they're, they're on the Legacy, legacy Trail. Trail. Excuse me. And those two will hook together, so it'll be an intersection somewhere. Intersection down, I think, around where the Cox Street parking lot is currently. At least that's the, the tentative plan right now. So the plan is to ultimately connect all of the trails that currently exist, both the Legacy Trail and then a lot of the other, I guess, uh, Bluegrass Trail or whatever it is um, that are out there um, right now, sort of and far the east of town branch it's and Bell Town Branch, mm-hmm. exactly. So far on the outskirts of town, so 28 miles, I think, was the total. So there's always something new happening <laughs> down here, some new construction sure. projects, yeah, and new business. A, it is, and it's been a long time coming. I mean, I, th- I remember the first right after we opened in 2008, we did a benefit at Buster's, which is now Manchester Music Hall uh, for Town Branch Trail, trail. just raising money for them. We didn't. We raised like maybe twenty five hundred bucks for them, so nothing like fourteen million. <laughs> so, so now they could actually build the thing and you know move on. So you guys are the elder statesmen of this area, though. I feel like aren't you guys the the tip we, of the spear? Down we here? were here when it was scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you guys are ahead of your time a little. Has anyone ever accused you all of that? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. <laughs> yeah. Well, so how close are you guys to Town Branch Distillery? We're literally less than half a mile, I would say. Yes. Never, we just we consider them right around the corner, but yeah. I mean, I'm thinking it's. I've never clocked it, but I mean, it's definitely less than half a mile. It's about it's about five minutes, and that's if you get caught at the at the red light up there. <laughs> and that's we tell our visitors that all the time how close y'all are now. Bluegrass Distillers. You know, you yeah. guys are a, a quick trip to. You know, Woodford is not that far away, uh, and then Four Rose is Wild Turkey after that. So, um, you guys are ideally located here, uh, right downtown Lexington. And there's so much to do uh, in this neighborhood. We we're just on um, Jefferson Street, mm-hmm. and it just seems like there's a new bar or a new restaurant popping up all the time. So, what, what else do you guys recommend to do while you're in Lexington? Well, we do send, we actually send a lot of people to Jefferson Street to eat because they, they can't, and a lot of times they can't get into Middle Fork. Middle Fork was just rated one of the top 100 restaurants in the U.S. So, so it's the, a lot of times they can't get in there, but if they can't get in there, we recommend them going either to, depending on what they want to do, but going to Jefferson Street if it's late in the evening. A lot of times if they're going out to other distilleries, we'll send them out Old Frankfurt Pike. Manchester turns into Old Frankfurt Pike. <laughs> 
and uh, maybe suggest they stop at Paul Station for lunch if they're here or for one of our early tours. Um, so we've got a lot of people going out that way towards Woodford and then on to to uh, Wild Turkey and Four uh, Roses as well. So I think we just had our first distillery cat visitor. That was pretty exciting. What's your cat's name? Uh, that uh, that's Snuggy. She's uh, she's supposed to be the uh, distillery mouser, but instead she likes to lay around and uh, join in interviews and tours and things like that. <laughs> she's more of an assistant tour guy than anything, really. Well, that was, that was our podcasting history being made right there. <laughs> okay. So uh, another question that I like to ask uh, a lot of our guys. Obviously, we know what kind of what the visitor gets out of these tours. They're getting a lot of education. Yeah, about. Um, the process, they're getting some tastings out. So what, is, what does a visitor mean to y'all? Uh, when a visitor walks in your door, what does that mean to you guys? Well, I think it's, I mean, it's exposure to, to the bourbon industry, obviously. It must be an election, and a lot of times this is their first stop on the bourbon trail, honestly. We get that quite often. Um, so it's their first exposure to bourbon, and for us, I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, I never thought when we started we'd be given tours in 2008. We never dreamed we'd be part of, have the honor of being part of the bourbon trail. In, in, in any any way or form, so that's been a great it's been a great thing for us to be able to. It's been a very enjoyable piece of it to have visitors from literally all 50 states, and I think at this point, I mean, for year one we had all 50 states and about 10 foreign countries. I think we're up to about maybe 25, 30 foreign countries now, including in all 50 states, obviously. So I mean, it's it's really enjoyable to meet people from that are interested in bourbon. I always say there's nobody that ever comes to the story tour in a bad mood. We don't show up here mad. <laughs> and they're certainly not mad when they leave if they do. But that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So that that part of it's really nice. Yeah, we uh, we, we certainly view it as an opportunity to to spread the uh, bourbon gospel when uh, folks come in from uh, all over the place. Many of them from right down the road in Ohio or Tennessee, but we get folks all the time from the far reaches of the uh, of the four current corners of this nation and everything like that. And many of them depending upon where they're where they're, you know, from originally, you know, maybe they're you know, they're vodka drinkers or maybe they love their gins and, and we uh, we do our best to try to get them over to the to the to the to the good side with uh, with some nice bourbons. But of course we do make a variety of other spirits as well. But but uh, you know, trying to pass along a little bit of our culture and what we do here in the bluegrass state, you know, it's always uh uh, somewhat of our goal to kind of pass that along to the visitors that come through. So tell us a little bit about what y'all make here. Uh, we uh, we do uh, kind of run the gamut uh, with a lot of our different uh, products. We uh, actually began uh, back in 2008 producing our pure blue vodka. Um, it's a uh, it's an 80 proof spirit distilled entirely from corn. A little unique in that regard. Um, we do get we do certainly get the question of oh isn't you know aren't vodka supposed to be made of potatoes or what have you and you know, really anything with fermentable sugars will do for the uh, for the base of the mash bill. But uh, we like corn. Corn's available to us, um, so we use that. It has a, we think a nice little bit of extra sweetness to the product. But uh, aside from that product, we also do a couple of different moonshines, both named for Devil John Wright, who is an ancestor of one of our uh, owners, Pete Wright. Uh, but uh, uh, Devil John Moonshine and Devil John Darkshine, both of those we make primarily using sugarcane. They're closer in, uh, in spirit to one of your old traditional sugar shines, but we also add some corn in there uh, to give it that nice traditional uh, pop and also add a little bit of extra residual sweetness too. Um, those products are both 100 proof, Devil John Dark Shine actually, uh, same mash bill, same proof, made from the same process, only aged in uh, our once used uh, Rock Castle bourbon barrels. Uh, of course, as a, that leads nicely into our bourbon product, 
Uh, we do produce a, a bourbon here. It's called Rock Castle uh, Kentucky Bourbon. Um, uh, it's uh, it's a real tasty uh, weeded bourbon. Uh, our first expression of that bourbon is. Um, it's made with corn, wheat, and a little bit of malt barley as well. Um, at the moment, um, our first couple of batches have been a minimum of about uh, two, two and a half years or so. We're putting some, some stock away to hold for longer as we go forward into the future. So we're uh, very excited about the future with that product. We've had two batches of it out so far. Uh, our first batch we released this past year in uh, 2015, in July. Uh, and we're really hoping to have our, uh, our batch three out here in the next little bit. But uh, it's one of those deals where uh, you know, we're, we're content waiting on the barrels and uh, basically they tell us when they're ready and, and we're not going to mess with them otherwise. I'll see how you guys have the patience. And we've got their four-year-old oak rum as well, which is aged and used bourbon barrels too, which we actually, not all our barrels, so we were buying barrels or, or, or at that point when we started in 08 to, to barrel that with. So since we didn't have any of our own bourbon barrels. But uh, yeah, certainly uh, this, this industry, you have to exhibit a lot of patience. <laughs> it's uh, somewhat uh, like perpetually being stuck uh, as a kid waiting on Christmas Eve for, uh, for the next day to roll around. But uh, <laughs> I don't see how y'all do it. Uh, any any updates on any kind of changes in production, or are you guys going to try to increase production? Or yeah, it sure. seems like a couple of uh, the guys we've talked to they're they're trying to ramp up a little bit. Yeah, sure. And actually, with the with the completion of our bar, uh, when that happens, we're going to be moving our gift shop a little bit west as well, and then our old gift shop area will actually take that into production area. So that uh, that'll actually double our production capacity as far as space. Um, we probably won't double production right off the bat, but we are looking at new equipment. And I think that uh, in, in, uh, some, some new capital expenditures on the on the uh, distillery side. So I think it's going to be, uh, you know, then that's thanks in part of the mobile, all in whole actually to the NPU. Uh, to me personally, is that what you're saying? Yes, I have that yes, on yes, that's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you meant to say Kristen. Yeah, we meant to say Kristen. Yeah, the NPU3. Kristen, thank you. We love yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. I, I always tell her she, she should uh, any place that has a bar, she should drink for free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. About, about the size of it. Yeah. Well, so you guys are. I, I don't. You guys have many jobs. I mean, aren't you? You're a trained lawyer. Robert, correct. You're in construction. How, how did you feel like it went from that conversation to how did you get into this industry? And I, I assume it's taken up more and more of your your time. This is not an easy industry to get into. No, it isn't. I mean, you're right. And um, I mean, Robert's Robert's actually uh, full time now. I'm, I'm expecting to be full time um, probably soon. That is my goal. And then. Um, Pete is working, you know, probably he's averaging a couple days a week with us, so he's got another career as well. So we're we're slowly transitioning after you know into into where we actually can uh, put your foot can down be here. Little. Yeah, we can be here and still eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's important. Well, since you have these other jobs uh, and you work here so much, at the end of the day, what do you guys uh, what do you like to sip on? You know, do you like your products in a cocktail? Do you like it? unadulterated as I learned from uh, Pete and Mark over at Town Branch you know, sure. they just like it straight so what what do you guys like yeah I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an on the rocks guy so uh, whether it's our vodka uh, our dark shine our rum or our bourbon it's on the rocks yeah 
the same way. I'll, uh, I'll toss the rock in there to cool it down, but I don't want to dilute the spirit too much. I'd like to get uh, the most out of that flavor that I can. So I either need it with a, a rock or two. Uh, if, it's, if it's a little hot outside, then I'll, I'll do that. But uh, yeah, uh, I typically stay away from the cocktails. Yeah, words well. I don't think either one of us can mix a drink. <laughs> yeah, which is why you won't see me behind the new cocktail. Say, so who's, who's working this new bar of yours? Yeah, well, I'm going to definitely be a bar back, baby. I could get ice. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll wash some glasses. That's about <laughs> yeah. it. So you're going to have to outsource it a little bit, you think? Yeah, well, I like Chad here. It's actually been, he's uh, been at several, a couple of real nice, uh, some of the finer bars in Lexington, so he's on staff with us. So I think he may shift a little westerly uh, and uh, head down that direction and, and uh, Spend some time down on the other end of the building. Get that going. So, what do you think the biggest? Uh, I mean, I feel like you guys have been around longer than most of our other uh, craft members. Um, so, what do you think the biggest surprise has been to you over your time uh, distilling? I think the transformation of our business, actually, from a you know from strictly being a distillery. When I say that, I mean we're obviously still strictly a distillery, but all these ancillary things like the, the tours and the gift shops and being open to the public and now the ability to have a cocktail lounge uh, so we can serve by the drink. Those are those are things that we never even envisioned in 2008, so it's been a great, I mean that part has been a great drive. And, and really watching the wave of, of, of excitement, uh, you know, from a national and even now an international perspective, uh, kind of grow and then and really take off. That's been something very surprising as well, especially for a product that you know it's made. You know, ninety-five percent of which is made right here within the uh, the state lines. Um, you know, we always like to joke that you know the you know the best hundred percent of, of good bourbon is made right here in Kentucky, and you know the rest is elsewhere. But uh, but uh, but seeing the you know the the excitement and support grow for this product um, over the over the years to where we're getting now busloads of people all the time that are just um, so fascinated to learn about you know about the spirit and learn about the heritage and the history behind it, um, it, it it's really cool. So we've uh, we've been very pleasantly surprised in that regard. Well, good deal. Well, anything else you guys need to get off your chest? You can no, we'd like you can to, use this as a confessional. If you we could like to really thank the KDA, the <laughs> Stores Association, for their uh, efforts and from, mm. from, uh, from all aspects, marketing and, and legislation and, uh, and everything, just to, uh, you know, it's mm. been a great uh, benefit to us. Well, it's something we weren't even, in 2008, we weren't even sure, you know, it was a new thing to everybody, so... And, you know, and I think I'd like to thank the obviously thank the larger distilleries for accepting us in because back then this was you know when we when we joined it was something new, so, well, and they were very receptive and very open armed about it, which was great. Exactly. And I, I definitely echo that. Just seeing it from the inside of, particularly when um, you get that call, which we do. I'm sure you guys have gotten that call. Um, yeah, whoa! There, there's the call. <laughs> there, there is the call. Time. That was perfect timing. Um, but you get that call from folks who say, oh, I, I just want to film the industry, and I'm sure the little guys and the big guys don't get along. And really, nothing can be further from the truth, where I feel like the industry has really done a good job of, of embracing it as a whole. You know, everyone, if you make bourbon, you're in that club, or if you distill spirits, I should say, in Kentucky, you're kind of in that club. And I feel like you know, we have some of the easiest jobs in the world, because everybody does get along so well. Yeah, absolutely. That's certainly true. Well, you know, we are certainly competing to a certain extent. Um, the larger 
atmosphere of, of all the of all the organizations here in the state has been a very uh, communal um, communal fraternity almost if you will um, the big guys have been you know very open and accepting towards us we uh, we do tasting events and things like that with you know distilleries large and small you know very frequently and everyone's uh, very open and, and great to work with so it's been uh, certainly um, something that's been great uh, you know, a great little uh, atmosphere that we have here well in that note of closure what do we got we're going to do a little this is actually tasting. a uh, little toast slash tasting of, uh, of a new product we've been working on it's a uh, rock castle rye whiskey um, it's made uh, primarily from rye as the name does suggest but we also have little bits of corn and malt barley in there as well um, this is uh, you know right off the still here so there's a lot of real nice fresh notes there you what do you think the proof is on this bad boy um, I'd say um, this one's sitting right around maybe a little north of 130 proof right now so th I mean this is breaking news right this is an exclusive is this what you're saying <laughs> this is uh, this is pretty exclusive we uh, we're still actually uh, we're still um, you know testing out the mash bill and working on that so you, you know it won't be hitting the market you know in the, the very near future but it's something we've got planned that's a little R&D well cheers thank you guys on that note we will close things out with a little sip and we'll see you next time cheers Cheers. Cheers.